What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on Thursday, the 21st. Hope you guys are having a nice week. How you doing with your bets? You hitting some hockey? You hitting some college basketball? Hopefully it's been a nice betting week for you. On today's show, we're going to go through our top 10 in the NBA Power Rankings. Updated Power Rankings. Let you guys know how they have moved the last couple weeks and what our top 10 looks like. Special thanks to Woos Media. This is a Woos Media podcast. For more Woos Media podcasts, uh, head to WoosMedia.com online, W-O-O-Z-E media.com. We've got uh, several different podcasts, some seasonal, some year-round, always adding new ones. And uh, if you guys are interested in uh, advertising on the shows, you can contact us at WoosMedia.com. Again, that's W-O-O-Z-E media.com. All right, let's get to it. Top 10. NBA Top 10. I like to do this every couple weeks, let you guys uh, know how our rankings have changed and what the new current Top 10 looks like. And we're recording this on January 21st, about 9 uh, Mountain. So what is that? 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern. So these are current as of this morning. Obviously, some games going on tonight, but uh, yeah, I think you know it does a lot of people good to understand where our rankings are, how we differ from the market and, and other outlets. And you know, I've 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 recommended at times before different websites for you guys to go check out and see where they have teams rated and a good starting point for a lot of these games in terms of handicapping. They give you lines, things like that. But um, I would recommend maybe 538.com. It's not the numbers, 538. It's the, you have to type out 538.com. Uh, but they have pretty interesting NBA power rankings. And they, I think, 538 has rankings for all different kinds of sports. Uh, some, I think, are very bad. Some, I think, are very good. Their NBA rankings, I think, are pretty good. And the reason why I think that is because they're close to my rankings, you know? Uh, and that's how I evaluate whether certain outlets are doing a good job with rankings or not because I know our rankings are profitable and very accurate. So here's my current top 10, uh, 10 through one, and I'll give a couple notes on each team as we go. All right, number 10, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Philadelphia got off to a really fast start this year. Matter of fact, I think they started eight and two or eight and one, something like that. They're currently 10 and five. They've had an, uh, they've slipped a little bit the last couple weeks, but you know, Doc Rivers Going over from the LA Clippers to Philadelphia, he's done a great job. I think he can only go up from this point. You know, the the the, the players are buying in. Doc Rivers has a really interesting coaching style, and you either buy in or you don't. And 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 the 76ers, uh, I may have said Clippers. If I did, I'm sorry. The 76ers are really buying in. You know, they're young enough to where they don't have all these guys who have won titles. I think it's a good fit, Doc Rivers, with that team. But they're just banged up. I mean, it seems like every couple games, one of their best players are getting hurt. Joel Embiid can't stay on the floor. So that's my main concern with with Philadelphia. They're talented. They've got a great coaching staff. Can they stay healthy? They're currently number 10. Number nine, the Phoenix Suns. And Phoenix is interesting, man. I mean, Phoenix has, has risen more than any other team in my rankings. They're currently number nine, and they've looked very, very good this year. Certainly way ahead of where the market had them to start the season. And Chris Paul, that Chris Paul trade is paying off in spades. I mean, Chris Paul going to a young Philadelphia or a young Phoenix team, there were a lot of question marks. How's he going to fit in? Is he going to want to score? He's never really taken that backseat in his whole career. Why is he about to do it now with this young team? But he has done that. He's let guys like DeAndre Ayton and 
uh, and Devin Booker, you know, these and a lot of other young guys take that next step, which is why he was brought in there. And a lot of people thought that it was a bad move. Chris Paul, he's not going to be able to do what they're asking him. Not only are, is, is Chris Paul doing what the coaching staff is asking of him, he's being very efficient while doing it. I mean, he's leading the team in, in assists by far. He's one of the first... Uh, the first place point guards in the West in terms of assists. The team is clearly better with him on the floor. And even though the Suns are eight and five overall, and eight and five may not seem like a dominant record, they are far better than where a lot of people had them to start the year. And currently, I have the Suns is around 85% to make the playoffs right now. 538 has the Suns. 87% to make the playoffs. This is a good team. Chances to be great. As long as these young guys develop and Chris Paul keeps doing what he's doing, watch out. Phoenix is going to be a very good team. Phoenix, number nine. Number eight, the Dallas Mavericks. And they started off really hurt. You know, they were banged up to start the year. A lot of their best players weren't there the first couple games, namely Kristaps Porzingis. But Porzingis is back playing very well. The new players who they traded for and got in the offseason are getting acclimated to the offense as well. You know, when you lose the pieces that Dallas lost last year and, you know, I mean, Seth Curry was was the the main piece, it's tough to fill those shoes and it's tough to to fill that role in this offense. Now, it's not tough to, to, to come up with the same statistics, but to get used to the ball movement, the way Dallas plays, that took a while. And Trey Burke is learning how to play this offense. He's, he's It seems like every game he's getting better. And again, Christoph Porzingis is only getting healthier as we speak too. So Dallas right now, uh, number seven overall or number eight overall. And, you know, the West is just so crowded. I look at all the teams in the West in here. It's like, wow, the West is good again. But uh, Dallas, I think it's a fair rating, number eight. Number seven, the Denver Nuggets, and they have only fallen in my rankings. They started the year number three, then they fell to five, and then six, and they're currently number seven in my rankings. And look, Nikola Jokic is playing like an MVP, but he needs help. Like he he can't keep carrying this team like he is right now. And it's funny because for years and years, the Denver Nuggets, the 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 the, the knock on Denver was they didn't have a superstar. It's like, this is one of the deepest teams, so much young talent, but they don't have the superstar. And now, in this season, 2021, it's like, well, well, now they kind of have the superstar with Nikola Jokic, but they can't get any help from anywhere else. It's like, if they can put together those two things, Denver would be one of the best teams in the West, but they can't. They're struggling this year. Gary Harris is struggling shooting. Jamal Murray can't shoot. Michael Porter Jr. has been hurt for a lot of the year. And it just hasn't come together for Denver so far. So I still do believe they're clearly a top 10 team. I do believe they're still better than the 76ers, the Suns, the Dallas Mavericks. But they don't have what it takes to wiggle their way up in these rankings, at least according to my power rankings. They're a good team. They they need to take that next step to being great. And I do believe that Michael Porter Jr., who's missed a lot of time this year, is going to be that X factor. If he plays well, I think he's gonna be, it's going to be contagious. And you're going to see Murray and Harris start to play better as well. But right now, you know, Denver has fallen on our rankings uh, back to number seven. Number six, uh, we're going to stay in the same division as the Denver Nuggets, the Utah Jazz. They're currently 10-4, and four, only a half game back from the L.A. Lakers. And you look at Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, one of the best duos this year in the, M- in, uh, the NBA. But the thing about Utah 
and why they're having such a good year is because the style change, right? Utah went from several, several years. We just got used to Utah playing physical basketball inside, you know, Rudy Gobert, don't take it to the rim against these guys. They're good in the playoffs. That was Utah for a long time, but they have flipped the script. And this year, this season, they are shooting more three-pointers than almost any other NBA team. I mean, it's crazy. Last game out, their very last game, they shot 12 of 22 from behind the arc in the second half. I mean, they're averaging mid-40s for three-pointers taken a game. So Utah has flipped the script. They've completely changed the way they play, and as a result, they're seeing it pay off. Utah, number six in my power rankings, one of the better teams in the West. Utah Jazz, very good. All right, now we get to the top five. And I mentioned that how many teams are in the West and the top. That's great, but the top five, there are three teams in the East. So while the West may have more spread out talent, the East is certainly top heavy. Number five in my power rankings, Boston Celtics, right? Young team, very good head coach. I think one of the better head coaches in the whole sport. And you look at how they play. Boston is number one in defensive efficiency. So we all know about Tatum and and John Brown and how good Boston can be, but really they're starting to put it all together and on the defensive side, that's turning into some turnovers and creating some easier uh, opportunities for them on offense. So, you know, Boston is one of those teams that isn't often talked about when we mention the elite teams, the, the, the title competitors, things like that. But I think that Boston, you know, they have gotten better every year. And they're developing this young talent. So this could be the year they put it all together. Uh, I, I'm not sure they have what it takes to to beat some of these teams above them in the East in the playoffs. But right now, Boston, number five. Number four, the Brooklyn Nets. And I said this when they made the James Harden trade. It's like a lot of people are going to say, ah, they're going to have to take some time. How good are they going to be? Are they? Is there any depth on this team at all? But I bought into the Nets immediately, and they're going to be very good. Now, keep in mind, they may move Kyrie Irving. I've heard a lot of talk lately about moving Kyrie, and I don't think that's hyperbolic. I think they may really look at doing this because James Harden and Kevin Durant, that's enough scoring. That's all the scoring you need. You don't need any more scoring. You need passing, uh, a rebounding, defense. That's what you need to help these guys out. So whether they move Kyrie or not, this is a very talented team. We saw it play out the first couple games. I don't care if Colin Sexton and the Cleveland Cavaliers beat them last night. That's fine. You're going to have some games like that. But the Nets overall are going to be practically unbeatable come the end of the year if they take the right steps. If they don't let their egos get in the way and play basketball, then the the Nets have a chance to be a very, very good team. So Brooklyn, number four. There's a lot of fluidity with that team in that ranking, but currently they are number four. All right, number three, the LA Clippers. Uh, They got off to a very fast start to the year. And the Clippers, to me, it's like the Clippers are elite when it's a high-profile game against a good team. When it's a bad team, the Clippers often play down to their competition, and I don't worry about that too much. Now, we don't always want to bet the Clippers in these heavy spots where they're 10-11 point favorites, things like that, but we know and we can feel comfortable that in these bigger, more uh, more high-profile games, we can trust Paul George, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, Pat Beverly, they've got a, a, a very good roster to where when motivation is factored in the Clippers do very well so I've got no problem with the Clippers they're one of the better teams in the, in, in the West I don't know how they're going to match up with the Lakers in the playoffs but right now the Clippers number three overall number two 
And my best team in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. What more needs to be said about Milwaukee? Yeah, they've had a couple losses so far this year, but when it comes to winning time, very similar to the Clippers, I don't, I don't have any issues backing the the Bucks and having them set, ranked second in my rankings. You know, um, right now, I believe I'd, I I would have them as a favorite in the East. I know the Nets are the sexy pick, and with Harden and Durant, and I, re- I understand that, right? But if the playoffs ended today, because that's what my rankings represent, how good are these teams today, right now? Not how good will they be or how good were they today? How good are they? And I believe that if the Eastern Conference ended today and Milwaukee played Brooklyn in the playoffs, Milwaukee would win. That's why I have them ahead of the Nets in, the, in these rankings. Throughout the season, no telling what could happen here, but right now, the Bucks are the Bucks. Very good team, number two overall. And number one should come to no surprise to anyone out there, the L.A. Lakers. Not only are they the current number one team in the NBA in terms of overall standings, they're the number one team in my power rankings. And the Lakers this year have shown their defense can be very, very good. You know, that's one thing that the Lakers worked on last year and won a title off of playing better defense. You're seeing it translate this season. Anthony Davis has taken another step. I didn't think that was possible for AD to get even better, but he has. And they went out and got some very, very good pieces this offseason. So LA made themselves better in the offseason. They've played great so far this year. Number one overall currently in the standings and number one overall in my power rankings, the LA Lakers. All right, let's go over the top 10 once more. Number 10, Philadelphia 76ers. Number nine, the Phoenix Suns. Number eight, Dallas Mavericks. Number seven, the Denver Nuggets. Number six, the Utah Jazz. Number five, Boston Celtics. Number four, Brooklyn Nets. Number three, the LA Clippers. Number two, Milwaukee. And number one, the LA Lakers. All right, that does it for today's show. Let me know. You guys agree or disagree? Uh, hit us up on... Uh, on Twitter, at SharpAnglePod. Let me know. Who did we get wrong? Who do you guys disagree with? And uh, yeah, uh, we'll start a nice little discussion on Twitter. That's always healthy, right? It's always healthy starting discussions like that. Those little debates on uh, on Twitter. Let's do that. Let's keep things, uh, keep things clean. So, all right. Either way, uh, whatever you guys have going on tonight, good luck. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle. 